1: Audio
0: Hello Hello Hi it's Steve Agee. Sorry. Welcome to episode sixty-four of Steve Ag uh, here at the beautiful Feral Audio Network. Um, my guest this week is the extremely talented, um, and very good friend of mine, very old friend of mine. I, I don't, when I say a very old friend of mine, I don't mean he's like in his eighties. I mean, I've known him for a long time, but you know that, um, my good friend, Derek Mears, Uh, Who, oh my god, you may know from such things as uh, Zathura, um, Hansel and Gretel, Predators, Friday the 13th, where he played Jason. And that's in the 2009 version. And he was fucking terrifying in it. You should check it out. In fact, you could buy it at Amazon. I think we all know where I'm going with this by now. We're 64 episodes in. I think we know where I'm going when I start bringing up somebody's credits. You can see Derek in all these movies. Uh, I believe we are talking at one point in the episode about an M. Night Shyamalan movie he's in. Neither of us can remember the name of it, including Derek. I think it was Signs. Um... I think, uh, why not go by signs, but by, by Friday the 13th, by Zathura, you can see all Derek's work, uh, go to Amazon by clicking the link. the length, the link, <laughs> oh man, it's 2 p.m., I'm not tired, there's no reason I should be fucking up my words, follow the link, <laughs> on the feral audio homepage or on my page that says shop amazon you'll go there you can buy your stuff with no extra fees but the people at feral see a little bit of a kickback listen if you're a regular listener to this podcast you know the spiel uh so just do it uh but yeah derek uh, and i had a nice talk and um i think you're gonna like it derek is awesome And uh, let's see if I have anything to plug. Yes, I do. Uh, Today is August 22nd, I believe. And um, this coming weekend, the 25th through the 27th, I will be in Denver, Colorado at the High Plains Comedy Festival. Uh, Go to the website, which is, I believe, High Plains Comedy or High Plains Comedy Festival. I'm looking right now highplainscomedyfestival.com you can go to performers, click on my name and see all the shows I'm doing so if you're in Denver, uh, please come out, I don't know a lot of people there, so come say hello and then the following Tuesday, August 30th, I'm back uh, with my friend Brendan Small doing our show Baked at the Hollywood Improv, it's night of stand-up comedy and music Uh, This Tuesday is a great one. If you've never been to the show, I highly suggest uh, uh, next week's show uh, on the 30th. um, Our our guests are Tim Heidecker of Tim and Eric. Awesome show. Great job. And um, Ron Funches. You know, Ron from Undateable or from stand up comedy or a million other things. Uh, So this is going to be a great one. You should uh, come and check it out. It's at 8 p.m. Tuesday, the 30th, Hollywood Improv on Melrose. I think those are all of my plugs. So let's just get into this episode. (laughs) I've gone on way too long, as per usual. So now sit back and thank you for listening to episode 64 of Steve Agee with myself, Steve Agee, and my guest, Derek Mears. Thank you. Dun, 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 dun. He no. Oh yeah, there's that fucking rich voice. Yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. That
0: there's that, that rich, rich, Thanks, that's, that's awesome. to see you. Radio Steve. voice. Yeah, not right. Remember, oh yeah, turn down the lights, mm-hmm. Dustin. We're about to get sassy, <laughs> sassy with some sessual talk with my guest, Derek Mears. Hello, I work very
1: hard to make sounds come out of my mouth when people ask me questions with their words. I try to respond back to them with different words. My guest is Derek Mears from (laughs) Bulgaria. Uh, maybe you see the movie uh, where the car uh, talks to people. You like that one?
0: Shitty Bang Bang? Uh, don't, no. I don't curse. What's the talking car? <laughs> Night <Knight> Rider? <laughs> 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 yes, uh, the
1: one see, uh, the red one, uh, It's I don't know the name of it, but uh, he <laughs> tries to find a way home. Uh, he has big <laughs> eyes on the windshield. Oh.
0: I told you earlier, dude. I don't see animated movies. I know
1: that. That's what. Good. I think it's hilarious. It's, I, uh, it's called Cars.
0: It's Cars. You never just said saw it. it. I I was telling Derek when we were in the uh, other room that I I don't go <laughs> to animated movies. I've never seen a Toy Story <clears throat> movie. Never seen a Shrek. Never saw uh, My Giant, the James the Giant Peach. The is it Invincibles or Incredibles? In-
1: oh my God! What happened? Incredibles. Have you seen Iron Giant?
0: I mean, Iron Giant. That's what I meant. I never saw that. The last movie, (laughs) animated movie I saw was um, Wreck It Ralph. Stick figures in a flip book. (laughs) Yeah. Was Wreck It Ralph. And that was uh, because Sarah Silverman invited me to the premiere. So I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, that'll be fun. And before that, I told you the last. I saw was Finding Nemo.
1: <laughs> so do you just not enjoy them because it's animated, or is it a medium you don't care for?
0: No, because when I see them, I love them, but get, it's getting to see them. In my head, I'm like, I don't want to see a cartoon. Uh, I'm going to a movie. I want to see shit blowing up. I want to <laughs> see like, <laughs> big panoramic landscapes, and I... I I want to see people acting. I don't want to see something I can watch on Saturday morning while I'm eating fucking cereal. But what if it's
1: like animated, but it's it's a serious one where there are, there's still shit blowing up and action, but it's
0: made for adults? Do are, they make those?
1: Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: I would probably want. Oh, yeah, like anime stuff like Ran. Yeah, yeah. I liked Ran. I'm not familiar with Ran, but I'll support it. It's a very popular, I think I'm saying it right, Ron. Ran. Do you know what I'm talking about, Dustin? Oh, he's saying no. Um, no, I think there's. A, it's like a motorcycle movie, an animated from like the '90s or something. Like Street Hawk.
1: Well, so. now I'm gonna fucking look
0: it up because I'm fucking self-conscious because I don't want people tweeting at me like, hmm. um, it was actually called Jins. <laughs> Not, <laughs> I think it's R. A. N. I'm looking it up on my phone. R A. Have we officially started yet, or is this this is all RAN, pain. yes. Nineteen eighty five. Set in Japan in the sixteenth century. <laughs> uh elderly warlord retires <laughs> handing over his empire to his three sons, however he vastly underestimates how the newfound power will corrupt them. Why did I think it was motorcycles? Um. Okay, I'm going to look at images. Oh, Jesus, no, that's live action. I'm thinking, no, now it hit me. Akira. Okay, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my Have God. Have you seen Akira? Oh, Do you know
1: Akira? God. I'm so mad. Yeah. Okay. Yes. yes, I'm so mad at you. This
0: is me and cartoons. I don't know. <laughs> Ran. I knew they were both Japanese. But let's, let's, get, let's, let's, back, let's back this up a little bit. So when
1: you were a kid, you watched Saturday morning cartoons.
0: Yeah, Tom so, and Jerry, all that kind of stuff. I want to figure out the point where, where the uh, it started to, to wean off that. Where it left me? Yeah. I never... How old are you? I'm 47. 44. Okay, so roughly the same age. Um, what was popular when we were kids? Because like, I don't know anything about... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. I think that came after us a little bit, right?
1: Yeah, no, it was still in our time. The, well, the cartoon was later, but the, uh, the, I remember getting the comic book when it first came out, the black and white one, where it was super violent and super crazy. I never got into comic books,
0: and that's something that I actually do regret. Well, it's never too late, my friend. Kind of is. I don't like reading. Okay. <laughs> I'm totally <laughs> addicted to audiobooks. You bought the one I just recommended to you, right? Oh, Catching absolutely. the Big Fish by... Uh, David Lynch. David Lynch. Yeah, that's really good, man. That was like...
1: I listened to it like, on on walks uh, with my dog and they um <laughs> cooking
0: breakfast a lot, so I got a lot of like epiphanies going, oh, man. For those listening, it's about meditation. And, I mean, he's basically, in a roundabout way, the reason I started meditating was because... Uh, I knew David Lynch was very into transcendental meditation. And then uh, when I got to know um, Stuart Kornfeld, who Mm -hmm. you know as well, he's Ben Stiller's production partner. Um, Ben, one of Ben's uh, or Stuart's first movies that he produced was with David Lynch. I want to say The Elephant Man, right? I think
1: so. I think you mentioned
0: that. I think it was The Elephant Man. But, uh, he met with David Lynch, and the um, the only way that David Lynch would hire him, if I'm remembering the story correctly, is if he did meditation. Oh. So Stuart took uh, TM classes, Transcendental Meditation, and this was, you know, that was in the '70s, and he's still doing it. You know, I didn't meet Stuart until like the '90s or early 2000s, and uh, you know, any time I would go to Red Hour, which is their production office. He would. He had this little room that he would go into meditate, you know, twice a day. And I was like, "There's got to be something to it because this dude seems so mellow." Mm-hmm. And so that kind of sparked my interest. And in then, but I was always like, oh, "That's a weird hippy dippy thing. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's for me." And then it was after my dad passed away. Uh, my friend Stephanie was like, "You should really look into it." And then I found out all these people I knew did it, mm-hmm. and I was like, "All right." And, so, yeah, I mean, roundabout way, it, David Lynch is probably, you know, if I trace it back far enough, one of the reasons I started doing. But I also like listening to, I don't like to read, <laughs> <laughs> but I love his voice. I mean, the last oh, yeah. book I read was Carrie Brownstein from Cl- Slater Kinney's, her her book that she just put out earlier this year. Um, but I love listening to David Lynch's voice. It's so, he's got such a distinct, Hey, how are you doing? This is, that's very, that's not inaccurate, but (laughs) that's that's fun. But he, I remember he, in the early days of the internet, I don't, he may still do it. I haven't looked at his website forever, but he used to do a daily weather report.
1: No kidding.
0: He used to just post a little video on his website. Hi, this is David Lynch. Um, (laughs) uh, The weather today in Los Angeles is 82 degrees. Have a nice day. And that was it. Oh, man, that's cool. I would
1: love them. To have like, you know, some of the uh, GPSs for your car, have like, celebrity voices. <laughs>
0: that would be fantastic. His would be great. Werner Herzog would oh, be another great one. <laughs> You're going to want to turn here. If oh. you don't, you will go head on into a river and perish. Oh, my God. So I highly suggest making a left-hand turn. You fucking American piece of
1: shit. That would be God, can you? I would pay Gorley to do uh, uh, like Geiger. H.R. Geiger? Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> You're going to take a left up ahead uh, yeah. at the petroleum <laughs> housing
0: station. The petroleum housing station.
1: What? You mean gas station? Yes.
0: Yeah. I, I, I watched that movie, Jack Reacher. Did you ever see that Tom yeah, like Cruise? I did yeah. too it, <laughs> it didn't get a great rating, and I don't think it was received very well, but Warner Herzog is in that he's like the main bad guy, and he's just like there's a scene with a dude where the dude that fucks something up and and they're like, Warner Herzog is like i was in a I was in a prison in Siberia <laughs> and and I learned how to survive i." cut off my fingers like i cut off 3 of my fingers to survive so they wouldn't make me work in the in the mines cuz i didn't have fingers so i cut and then <laughs> the guy's like how can i make this up to you i'm sorry i fucked up and he's like he gives him he's like take off your thumb and dude's like what he goes you must remove your thumb if you want to survive and he's like can i get a knife at least and he's like did I have a knife in Siberia? <laughs> I remember that? And he like makes he like tries to make this guy bite his own thumb off, and the guy's like, "I can't do it," and so I just shoot and kill him. And he's just like, "It's amazing what some people are not willing to sacrifice to survive."
1: <laughs> I love Werner Herzog. Yeah, I would love to have like a like a lunch with him just to, just or just to be a fly on the wall and just listen to him. Yeah would oh, be amazing. So I wonder fun. if he talks to himself. Do you talk to yourself? Uh, out loud? Yeah, sometimes I do. I do. Like I'll, yeah, I, I'm 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 known for. Well, I'm I'm a dumbass also. Who, like, when my girlfriend and I first started dating. At one point, I was telling her I was making a sandwich in the kitchen, and I stopped and I turned. and I go, "Hey, just so you know, I'm not trying to impress you or like show that I'm anything." I'll always sing or make up some sort of stupid song about putting, you know,
0: Gonna mustard put on myself. the
1: mustard on the meat. It's just ridiculous. I go, so if you were here or not, the same thing is going to happen. Yeah. So it just, but yeah, I, I do from time to time. I do
0: too. And it really, I, I've told, I know I've told this story before, but as um, I remember a specific incident as a kid, when I was upstairs in our house, and I looked out in the backyard And I saw my dad, he was walking around down by the pool and he was talking to himself. I could see him talking to himself. Mm -hmm. There was no cell phones at this point, he wasn't (laughs) talking on a Bluetooth, my dad was just down by the pool talking and it scared the living shit out of me. I was like 13, 12 or 13 Mm -hmm. and I was like... Oh my god, my dad is fucking going crazy.
1: <laughs>
0: and it scared I mean that scared me because his father had Alzheimer's. His mm-hmm. his father died of Alzheimer's and that was a thing where his dad was like went crazy and was like you know, he came and lived at our house for a while and I just as a kid it terrified me like my grandpa living in in our house it was just like I remember one time he got out of the house and he grabbed an extension cord that he thought was a rope oh. and went to go get the horses. Oh. There were no like and when you're a kid, that is some terrifying yeah, shit. Absolutely. You're like, there's a fucking maniac living in our house. And so I remember seeing my dad like talking to himself and I was like, Oh fuck, here it's starting. Here it comes. I go, Oh my god, he's only like fifty and he's fucking talking to himself. And the and now as I get older I I'll catch myself in the kitchen going, all right, what the fuck are you going to eat? Uh, just like that shit. And then I'm going, oh, my God, my dad wasn't fucking going crazy. He was just fucking miserable.
1: Wait, so you're saying that you're miserable and that's why you talk out loud?
0: Usually when I talk to myself, it's when I'm miserable. Like, usually the first... no This is not a joke. Usually the first word out of my mouth in a day is... When I'm sitting up in bed, like when I'm getting up doing that, it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> that is usually the
1: first thing out of my mouth every fucking day. Now, is that from waking up or is it from the movement and
0: sitting up? I don't know. It's just as I'm standing up, I go, oh, fuck. I don't know if I'm projecting this is going to be a shitty day or if it's like, oh, I'm a little sore. Fuck. But it's like, fuck. And then I'm like. I'll go into the bathroom, and sometimes I'll sit down to take a shit, and as I'm starting to shit, I'll look over, there won't be toilet paper, <laughs> and out of my I don't, in my head go, oh. audibly, I'll go, yeah, of course, why wouldn't there be fucking toilet paper here? <laughs> of course I'm out of fucking toilet paper, and I'll have conversations where I'm like, what the fuck is going... I'll walk into the kitchen and go, oh, of course it stinks in here. I didn't do the... Di-. Like, usually my talking to myself is involves negative shit. It's never like, all right, fucking I'm going to set today. I'm going to work. <laughs> I never talk to myself about good things. It's always, oh, fuck. Oh, my God. I do do a thing... Do-do. I do a thing... <laughs> When I'm pooping because I have such an aversion to poop. I think I've talked about this on the podcast as well. But this mm-hmm. is a conversation between you and me. Yeah. And people are listening. Yeah, forget it. the forget the podcast. Um, you and me. I'll do a thing. I hate poop almost as much as I'm afraid of throwing up, but I hate poop so much. I don't even like when I poop. And sometimes I do a thing. I don't have I talked about this, Dustin? <laughs> sometimes I do a thing when I'm sitting on a toilet. Mm-hmm in order to keep myself from grossing myself out, I do a game where I sit on the toilet and as I'm starting to poop, I act like I've never pooped before and I don't know what's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'll sit there and as it starts coming out, I go, "Oh, oh God, what the fuck is this? Oh my God, what's coming out of my ass? And I will loudly, and sometimes I'm like, there's no way my upstairs neighbor has not heard me oh and been God. like, what the fuck is he doing? I'm just always like, oh, what the fuck is happening to me? Oh, God, my intestines are falling out. Why does it stink? Oh. And I do that to make myself laugh so I'm not gagging at the at my own stink.
1: Oh my god, that is amazing! Have you ever done it like in a public restroom at all?
0: No, I've I don't poop in public restrooms. Really? Why? Um, like a germaphobe. A germaphobe thing. Yeah. yeah. In fact, and I asked you to remind me to tell you about my camping story. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. get into that because I went camping this past weekend in Big Bear, and um, uh, it's just one night. So I got there, you know, in the morning, Saturday morning. I got there in the morning, and um. It was a campground that had, they weren't outhouses, but they, I mean, they were, they had walls and a roof, but it was barely a step above outhouses. Mm-hmm. It was for a campground that had probably 150 sites in it. And my friends had uh, reserved two sites. So we were like in two adjoining campsites. And uh, I remember walking into the outhouse to pee. mm mm-hmm which I am able to do, thank you very much. <laughs> like but a walking man in and an adult. And it fucking smelled so bad that I was like, I'm going to have to hold my shit for two days. <laughs> oh, my God. There's no way I'm going to shit here. We're in a crowded campground, so I'm not going to be able to shit in the, by a tree. Uh, So that's always a miserable thing, is holding in my poop when Wait, I'm camping. Wait, so for two days? You didn't poop for two days? Well, I pooped the morning... Bef- that I drove up there before I left my apartment. I went to the bathroom. I'm like, this will probably keep me good for today.
1: What? How, wait, how many? If you don't mind my asking, how many times do you poop during the day?
0: On average, maybe two or three. Okay, that's okay. That's fine. Um, but you know, I'm going camping. I'm like, I'm going to try and evacuate myself as much as I can this morning. <laughs> you can jettison your cargo. <laughs> I'm going to try and evacuate my bowels. But so. Yeah, I, I can't poop in publicly. But now that we're on the camping thing, so my friends went camping this weekend. Mm-hmm. They had these campsites from Thursday until Sunday morning, and I knew I wasn't going to be able to go. I was like, I have an audition Friday evening, so sorry guys, I'm not going to make it. Saturday morning I woke up and was like wide awake at 7 in the morning. I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to drive up there. I can at least, at least camp tonight. And so I did that. But when I got there, they had told me, and I'm not going to name any names, but they had told me that the night before they had all done mushrooms, mm-hmm. which when you're in the mountains, that's a great place to do it, out in nature. And so they had done mushrooms, they would taken mushrooms, and then, and not all of them, just a few of them. And then they hiked up this trail to the top of this ridge above the tree line. So there's no trees, it's just exposed, and they're on top of these rocks. It was during There was a meteor shower, <clears throat> and so they went up there to watch the meteors on mushrooms, which mm-hmm. is, sounds awesome to me. I was super jealous. So they go up there, and they're laying on the rocks. It's like middle of the night. They're looking at the stars, looking at just tons of shooting stars. And all of a sudden, and they are at the top of the mountain. All of a sudden, just like in a movie, a fucking giant helicopter comes up from below where they are it just comes up Holy from shit. the behind the rocks uh-huh. that they're laying on hovers above them with a fucking spotlight and then and they're fucking tripping balls off and it's right above them and someone on the PA <laughs> on the helicopter is goes wave your arms if Gary is with you and they're like what the fuck? Why is this helicopter talking? They were all fucking freaking out. They're like, what did he just... He's like, if Gary is with you, wave your arms. And they're like, who the fuck is Gary? (laughs) Apparently, there had been a camper in the campsite named Gary who had gone out to take photos Uh of the sunset and got lost. Oh, no. And so they were looking... The sheriff's department was looking for this guy named Gary. So you just see a group of... Like, people up on these rocks, and they're just like, hey, is Gary there? And they're, these guys are all tripping on drugs. They're like, oh. And also, by the way, what if one of them was named Gary? What if one of my friends was named <laughs> yeah, Gary? Right? And they're like, all right. And they're waving their arms. And then the sheriff's department is like, all right, Gary's there. We can go home. Oh, yeah. Be you awesome. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the guys in the helicopter didn't say, there's a missing camper named Gary. If you know him and he's with you, wave your arms. They're just like. Wave your arms of Gary's there. That's
1: like it's gotta be crazy disorienting also because I'm assuming that they're shining the light and you can't make it out clear. It's like a helicopter itself is talking to you yeah. and you're tripping balls.
0: By the way, they found Gary the next day. Mm-hmm. He had somehow wandered like five miles away from the campground. He was like, I think he'd fallen down a hill and like he had like a black eye or something. <laughs> Actually, someone it was the whole it was the topic of conversation <laughs> in the whole campground. Like, all these different campsites, you'd be walking, like, to the bathroom, and you would hear people go, yeah, they found Gary. Did you hear they found... And so one of my friends overheard them talking about Gary. They're like, yeah, they found him with two black eyes. Black eyes. Oh, okay. And so then someone came back to our, One of my friends came back, and they are like, yeah, they found him. He was with two... Shit. Did he have two black eyes? He either had two black eyes, or he was with two black eyes. <laughs> and so we couldn't figure out, and we're like... Well, it's got to be black eyes. He didn't just run into two black guys in the wilderness. And so they found him. He was fine. Mm -hmm. And by the way, still camping, Like they just brought him back to his girlfriend, and they didn't leave. They were still in the campground. And so for that whole, then I got there that morning. And so then for that whole next night, like all anyone could talk about was Gary. But it was all jokes. Yeah, like, that's... You could hear people all over the campground. This is a big campground, too, just like laughing, and you would just hear the name. <laughs> Gary And you just hear people yelling, Gary, Gary, all over the oh. campground. And I was like, oh, my God, this guy's sitting in a tent somewhere just going, oh, fuck me. Oh, I would have bolted. Fuck, me. I would have,
1: too. Dude, that's like any any like mistake that you make, you don't want to publicize. Like someone flying around going, <laughs> Gary, 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 some idiot got lost. Yeah, that was, sorry. There, that was and
0: bad. so oh, we're sitting around the campfire, you know, drinking, smoking pot. <laughs> and someone had a guitar guy he was really good at playing guitar too and so we were just singing songs all night about gary like and it was echoing like and we're just like gary on my (laughs) way words you are lost because of fun where the fuck is gary now don't you hide no more gary down, down down and we were just singing songs and changing the words to gary one of the girls we were with called it Gary and we <laughs> laughed for about an hour straight just at Gary oh, um Oh, man. I,
1: on a slight, t- tiny tangent really fast, um, is this the same group of friends, Don't without saying names, is this the same group of friends that uh, a few years back, you tried to coerce me to going out to like uh, um, in the middle of the desert when they had a cabin, but to do like a Hill no, of Ice thing and scare no, the no. shit out of them? no, no.
0: That was... Like, that was uh, Joe Latruglio and David Wayne uh, and Ken Marino. That was the, state the group of the state guys. They had rented a place out in near Joshua Tree, mm-hmm. uh, like an Airbnb. And I couldn't go. Or I think I told them I couldn't go, but then something happened. And I was like, I could go. Maybe I'll still go out and freak them out. And then I asked you. <laughs> By the way, my, Derek Mears, my guest here today, is like, he uh, does a lot of w- creature work. Like you're in Zathura. You're in um, what's the M Night Shyamalan? Oh, um,
1: <laughs> that's so bad trying to remember uh, the religion one. Um, uh, I can't remember what the name of it is right now.
0: No, the the fucking monsters. Uh- you do a lot of monster work. You're yeah. Jason in Friday the 13th. Yeah, yeah. I bounce a normal face
1: as an actor, and also I do monsters as well. Yeah. I, I'm you're a, giant a big, nerd.
0: giant dude. Yeah. You're a hugely intimidating dude. And so I was like, would you maybe want to go out to Joshua Tree? Because they had rented a house in the middle of nowhere. I go, would you want to scare the shit out of these fucking people for me?
1: And I remember going, um, isn't there a high chance that we will be shot? Because if that happens, that's probably not a
0: good thing to do. <laughs> oh, good joke, guys. Murder. No. No. Bad that's news. actually a good idea for a movie. Maybe we should write that. Uh, uh, two guys go to scare their friends and then get fucking <laughs> shot. Cut to us being
1: on Oprah. And how did you guys come up with the idea? And then they cut back to this podcast of Ash, us right now talking about
0: yeah. it. Oh, my God. Let's do that. Um. Just before we walk in here, are you are going to say something about an oh, audition? Oh, no.
1: Yeah, yeah. After I used the restroom and was coming back, it came to my mind. Um, have you ever been in an audition? This happened to me recently. Uh, actually, yesterday. And I I, I, see, I must have seemed like a lunatic because so I've never met the casting director before. But you know how you wait in to, to be seen, and then they call your name because you're memorized or whatnot, and you stand up to go in. What I didn't realize is that my leg fell asleep. <laughs>
0: Oh, dude, yep.
1: And then I walk like I was a, like some sort of like, limping. like a blind clown on a unicycle, like yeah. walking. I, then I start adding to it, which I didn't mean to. I start <laughs> laughing like a crazy person. I'm like, I can't walk. Like, I, uh, Next up, uh... uh uh, Derek Mears and, you're and I stand up and like trying to waddle I'm like <laughs> 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 and they're, like, they're uh, like oh he's high this yeah. guy
0: came to an audition stoned I'm going to close this door and I'm going to be alone with this guy <laughs> behind this door I've <laughs> done that I've yeah I'll sit cross-legged but I'm also
1: the guy anytime something like that happens I'm, I'll am i show my cards right in the beginning going <laughs> my leg's asleep
0: that's weird right <laughs> no it's the best thing to do you can't hide that and then will be like He's good, but he's got a limp. We can't hire. This character doesn't have a limp.
1: <laughs> Has it ever happened to you?
0: Oh, yeah. All the time, too, by the way. I sit cross legged all the time mm-hmm. and then go to sit up, and I'm like, I literally cannot feel my fucking right foot.
1: Dude, that's insane.
0: I was yeah. in an audition today, and I mean, you said you listened to the Eric Edelstein episode of mm-hmm. this podcast, but Eric and I were talking about auditions and. But today I went to an audition for, well, I, I think I can say it, for the Goldbergs, and uh, I was sitting in there waiting, and this guy just comes in, and, like, I'm the only one in the hallway. I've just signed in. And for those listening, I mean, an audition is just you go into a room, there's a clipboard with a <coughs> sign-in paper, you sign your name, and then the, the assistant comes out one at a time, she goes down the list, she's like, all right, Steve, I'll see you now, and you go, going. But there's a waiting room, and I'm sitting there, and this it, this time it's a hallway. They've just got chairs set up in the hallway. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at my lines, because I haven't had a lot of time to go over them. I just got the email last night, and I'm sitting there, reading my lines quietly, and then I just hear, <sighs> fuck, it's hot <harder>. out, <sighs> Oh, Jesus. And I look down the hallway, and there's this big dude, kind of heavy set dude. And by the way, the audition, you know they have you park in a parking garage at Sony, mm-hmm. and then you have to walk all the way across the lot, which is pretty far. And it's hot out. It's summer. And so, yeah, it was hot when I walked across, too, but I didn't walk in the room going, Oh, oh <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> fuck me. I'm sweating like an animal. This guy comes in and just is so loud. He's like... Oh. oh fuck I think he's one of those people that just likes to talk to people and mm-hmm. he keeps trying to engage me and I'm not looking up from the paper I'm just like uh, I'm trying to learn my lines to focus. and, and yeah. he's probably got them all memorized already so he doesn't give a shit and he comes in and he goes to the sign in and he's signing in and I think he looks and sees my name above him and he's like oh, oh. you're Steve I'm like, yeah, and he's like, yeah. I've seen your name on a lot of. I think we auditioned for a lot of the same kind of stuff. I've seen you. He reaches out to shake. But nice to meet you, Clark. I don't know what remember his name. He's like, nice to meet. Nice to meet you. Then he just kind of like heads down the hallway and goes out. I don't know where he went to but he disappeared <laughs> i'm like okay good at least now i can i'm sitting there looking at my lines more like 10 minutes go by he comes in he's like oh oh fuck you're still here oh they're not moving very fast in there are they oh, shit. i go this is not supposed to start until eleven fifteen, so it's like 11 i go it's mm-hmm. they're not moving slow they just haven't started yet Oh, Ooh, okay. Uh... <laughs> I'm not exaggerating anything. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This is like a Chris Farley S- S- like SNL character. It's a total Farley. I'm totally imagining. It's a total Farley character. Um,. And I could see him. my peripherally kept looking at me. Like, I think he wanted to talk. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going there. I have to fucking... Do you know what's a good secret? I, I What I like to do? Hit them? I, I punch them uh, in their throat. Uh, that way,
1: when they try to talk, like... No. Uh, if you uh, put the earbuds in... I didn't have any. I, I do that just to mellow out and zone out, because... The energy level, like depending on who's uh, waiting to be seen or whatever, like the energy, the the anxiety builds up with people. I personally hate auditioning because it's the worst. Performance and auditioning are two different things. Yeah, it's just there's some of the people you have to deal with, and I just want to like the one guy, the archetype that drives me crazy, is the not so much for theatrical stuff uh, on the higher end theatrical because people are actually. Majority of them are professionals. Mm-hmm. But the people who leave like commercial auditions and do the, uh, after they just did their audition, they walk out and look at everybody in the room going, Guys, <laughs> nailed you go it. Home. Nailed it. This one's a book. <laughs> not, not That doesn't bother me. It's this. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just want to like, quietly, I have a fantasy. Like I just want to quietly, not saying, just stand up, put my sides <laughs> down, walk over, and just punch the dude right in the face. Yeah. And this.
0: Emotionless. Sit back down. Pull out my sides and just continue. Um, I was watching, and this is really random, but I was, uh, I think Todd Glass, who's a very funny comedian, he tweeted a link to this show he does on. It's not Jash, it's not CISO, but it's one of those streaming services. It's called, I think it's called something like Todd Glass goes camping with his friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know how real it is. There are tents and there are fire pits. It looks like it's up in the hills somewhere. Um, but he, this last one, it was him and Eddie Pepitone and Zach Galifianakis and John Doerr. And they're all sitting around. And uh, Zach told a story of like the first time he saw Todd was at a commercial audition. Mm-hmm. And they were sitting there and just like you said, it's a room full of people. And sometimes the person who's running the casting session... And I've had this job. You're not a casting director. You're the guy who's just in there who explains to everyone what they have to do. You push play on the camera and record them. But a lot of times people going into the audition think you're the casting director, so they're really nice to you and stuff. (laughs) But I had a job. I was running casting sessions for a while. But uh, uh, sometimes the thing that happens is... Uh, they go through, they do like the first few people go in audition and something's not right. And so the session runner will come out into the room, into the lobby and say, hey, everybody, if you're here for the Toyota commercial, listen up. Um, we want you to read your lines. You're concerned, but you're not angry. So make sure, and then they'll do an act, like they tell you how to do it, mm-hmm. basically. Like they're giving you a line reading. And Zach said the first time he saw Todd, the cat, the session runner came out and he's like, you got to do this. He's like, some, a lot of people are not doing it right. You're, you you got to do this. And he's telling him, and he said, Todd Glass just stood up and go, you know what? You should fucking do it. And walked out of the room. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'm going to go buy whatever he's selling because he's my hero. He just said, you should. The guy's just doing his job and saying, you got to do it. And he goes, Todd Glass just goes, you know what? You you did it great. You should do it. And just left the fucking room. (laughs) And Zach Galifianakis was just like, I love this guy. And Zach stole his, not his headshot, but it was back when they used to take Polaroids. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they would take Polaroids and, and staple it to your resume or sure whatever. So could see what you cur- currently look like. Some people would doctor their headshots and whatnot. So Todd left, and Zach snagged his his Polaroid. And so this was this is like 25, 30 years later, mm-hmm. probably 20, 20, 20 to 25 years later. They're shooting this thing up at this campsite, and Zach comes up and hands Todd No kidding. the fucking Polaroid. And he's like, oh I God. took this. That's amazing. What Did you know what Todd's response was? I think Todd knew about it because I think in the past, Zach has texted him photos of the Polaroid. Okay. But he was like, here's the actual Polaroid. Oh, man, that's so... But cool. I love that Todd was just like, hey, you know what? You fucking do it. <laughs> uh, I've had auditions where I've just walked out. Oh, yeah, same. Saying
1: Like, yeah, nope, I'm out. <laughs> And like, where, where, where are you going? Like, it's, just, it's not right for me.
0: I've had, I went to an audition. It was for one of those Aflac commercials. And there was, and they were really slow. Like they were taking too much time with each person auditioning, and so the lobby it was in this it was in Santa Monica and it was in a really small casting office mm-hmm. where there were like maybe twenty seats, and they were taking so long that people were coming in for their auditions, signing in, and just waiting and waiting. And soon there were like fifty fucking people in this room that's the size of this room that you and I are in right now, just standing room only. And everyone's like, you know, a lot of people recognize each other. And they're like, oh hey, how you been? And so everyone's talking, and the casting assistant would come out and go, "Shh, you guys, we're trying to do a set, uh, uh, You know, do auditions. If you could keep it down, so everyone would be quiet." And as soon as she'd walk back in the room and be like so what are you doing? And like it would get loud again and in my head I'm like going this is gonna get ugly and I'm laughing I'm going this is gonna get ugly and sure enough she comes out and she's like you guys you need to stop talking and it's just like I think someone was like you expect us to just sit here while you take your fucking time and don't just sit here in silence and she's like yeah and he's like nope and he got up and left and uh, I was just like yeah, and I stood up and I walked out after him. That's and I was like I called my agents. So I'm like fuck go f- tell them to go fuck themselves.
1: That's insane.
0: The last one that I walked out of, I went to a commercial thing and
1: and uh, we we did the read and whatever and and at the end they're like, "Okay, so we'll uh we'll have you uh pretend uh to lay down on this fake beach chair and go ahead and uh, take your shirt off." And I'm like, "What?" And they're like, no, 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 go ahead, go ahead and take your shirt off. Uh, it's it's part part of the. Uh, I was wasn't told about this uh, at all. Yeah. And it it kind of became weird, right? Like a peer pressure thing. I'm like, oh no, well, I mean,
0: all everyone else is
1: taking their shirt off. Everyone's doing it. Go ahead. I mean, like, n- no, well, I'm not everyone. And like, you, you want know what? some cocaine? Maybe that'll loosen <laughs> <Yeah>. you up. We're <laughs> <laughs> just gonna let this tape run. Uh, let's just a uh, little massage. No. <laughs> But yeah, I was just like I was like, I'm out. I'm not this is not my jam. And I go, no, no offense to anybody. I go, thank you for the opportunity, but it's just this is not right for me,
0: and I don't like this kind of sprung on
1: me at the last second.
0: I uh the same place that I used to run commercial casting sessions for uh it was back when the Sarah Silverman show was still on, and I got a call from them, like my friend Arlene at ASG Casting. Mm-hmm. It was a caller or an email. She's like, hey, you know, we're casting a Lazy Boy commercial, and the breakdown is we're looking for a Steve Agee type. (laughs) And I go, I'm Steve Agee. Why didn't they fucking contact my agents? (laughs) Like, that's weird that you're like, we're looking for a Steve Agee type. Should we see if his agents will? Nah, we just want a type. We don't want Steve... So uh, they're like, "You should come in and audition." I'm like, "All right."
1: Why? Why? If you want.
0: Sorry. Keep going. So I go in, and I walk in, and I find out that in in the audition that you have to dance, and there's nothing more embarrassing than being in a room with one other person videotaping you. And they're like, "All right, now you dance." And, you, and there's no music. Oh. You're just like <clears throat> silently you know, dancing, and uh, so I did it for like five seconds, and I'm like, all right, they got an idea. So I left, and um, a week later they called me, and they're like, uh, you got a callback. They want you to come to callbacks. I go, I don't want to do it now. <laughs> they're like, but it's a callback. There's like only like 10 people they're calling back, and I go, yeah, but I don't want to dance. I didn't know that was a part of it. I I go, I feel stupid. I don't want to do it. And they're like, you sure? I go, yeah, I'm going to pass. I don't want to do the callback for this. They're like, all right. Holy a week God. later, uh, they want to offer you the part.
1: <laughs>
0: and I was like, all right. <laughs> I just didn't want to dance again. And then it was like a whole fucking afternoon of me fucking dancing.
1: <laughs> so you did it. That's hot. Wait a second. That's
0: amazing. So I did it, yeah. yeah. So you're
1: like, no to the commercial. They're like, all right, fine, I'll do it.
0: Yeah, I, didn't want, I just didn't want to... Do that fucking same dumbass dance in front of, like, now with a director and three, you know, clients in the room.
1: Oh, man. I have a, a not name-dropping, uh, but I just think it's interesting. Like, I, I love it. Uh, I had a, a story with, um, uh, I do a lot of, like, autograph signing things, and um, uh, Danny Trejo does a lot. And so we're on the same circuit sometimes, That's and, nice. like, you know, we'll travel together. We have the same agents and appearance managers and whatnot. So we've been friends for a long time. And um, back when I did uh, uh, Predators in 2010, when I first got cast uh, in the film, um, I was at the airport with Danny, and I was like, hey, Danny, I go, and I, go you, I just heard like you're in Predators, right? And he goes, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. And I go, oh, I, did, I, am, I am too. And he goes, oh, that's great, that's great. And, and he goes, hey, did you read the script? And I go, yeah, absolutely. And he goes, you know, for the character that I'm playing, it says Chulio. Like a young Danny Trejo. And so I called Robert up, and I'm like, they were talking about Robert Rodriguez, and he's like, I called Robert, I go, Robert, why would you want... Like a young Danny Trejo when you can get the Danny Trejo. <laughs> and Robert laughed and he laughed. He said, okay, okay, Danny. You know, it, you can do the part. <laughs> and shit. that's how I got involved. And I'm like, this is the best thing ever? Like, that's has got to be so weird, like, seeing yourself as a type going, yeah, we want an agey type, but uh, who, who can we see? Why don't you call him?
0: Always. Yeah, it why- should always be the first thing. I did audition for a, a Steve Agey type and didn't get it. I did no, another kidding. audition for something. I can't remember if it was a commercial or an actual pilot, but I didn't get it. I saw it in a breakdown once, because my, my, um,
1: my reps brought it to my attention, that I had the similar thing where it's like a Derek Mears type. Mm-hmm. And I went, ooh, I'm a type? Cool. What is that type? B, can I go on that? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> Fantastic. Why can't why I Why couldn't
0: hear? you go on it? I don't remember why. Like, they... I don't remember. I think sometimes it's just they, they don't want to pay money, like... Yeah, If you're the type, then they're like, well, then he's going to want a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. We'll just get an actual type who's like, hasn't worked before. And like, <laughs> I'll do it for 20 bucks. Just shave a giant monkey, punch him in the face a couple of times,
1: give him a script and have him try to read words. <laughs> That's all Derek does. Okay. Give him a fucking banana and shut him up. <laughs> um, is this going um, uh, how it's supposed to go? Yeah. Okay. I'm I mean
0: shocked. I'm I actually shocked it's like been forty five fucking minutes. We haven't even done like we've just talked about auditions and shit and Did pooping and Gary. Gary,
1: <laughs> that's right. Gary.
0: Uh what was, do you remember what your first gig was? Your first acting gig? Like I mean you have to remember. I who forgets their first acting do gig? Do you mean like
1: like Hollywood, like TV and film or like back in theater or
0: No, no, like paid, like either commercial or TV.
1: On, on on paper, the first one is a movie I did called the The Demolitionist with uh uh Nicole Eggert and Richard Grico Holy shit. Yeah. The fucking Baywatch people. Yeah, directed by uh Robert Kurtzman, uh who is the K in the K and B for K and B special effects. Ooh. Which I didn't know until years later on when I started working for K and B. And I didn't know anything, yeah. and I'm like, Oh my god, get out that you're the guy. But anytime I, that was the first thing I did and I was still living in Bakersfield, California at the time and I was blown away going, wait a second, I get to be in a movie with Richard, with Booker and Booker! You're going to pay me 50 bucks to work an 18 hour day? This is amazing! Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm totally, oh I've never, there's an acting stunt role also, I, I had no ties to stunts at all, I'm going, okay so when this motorcycle crashes and slides towards you, uh, jump, jump out, out of, the, of way. the way. Wait, what? Oh, okay. But it was so crazy because I remember at one point, um, Puerto Rico was uh, priming his hair uh, in the reflection of a, uh, um, a fire extinguisher in the hallway we were in, and he was fixing his hair, and he looks over me, and he goes like, hey, man, do you know how you remind me of? I'm like, mm, no. And he's like, you ever seen that movie Hills Have Eyes? <laughs> <laughs> that guy, like the bald guy, like, yeah, that's, that's who you remind me of. And my buddy was with me, and he was like, oh, yeah, that's great. I mean, you need the guy with the uh, 67 birth defects, yeah, super flattering. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, he loves that. Keep going. I'm like, yeah,
0: great. 67 birth defects. Yeah.
1: No, my, it, oh, actually, it's, it's lovely now, because like, um, it's actually Michael Berryman, who's actually a friend of mine, nicest guy in the yeah. world. Um, but he's, he's, he's so interesting and phenomenal, but he had like 60, 60, like 66 or 67 different... Oh, for real? No, for real. Which is uh, amazing. Like, Holy he's such shit. an interesting guy. He's so- He's got a great look. Yeah. He's super educated.
0: For those listening, I mean, he's in The Hills Have Eyes, um, um, uh, uh Weird Science. Weird Science. He, he's- a, He's they're... one of the motorcycle mutants in Weird Science. Um, you've seen him in a million things. Um, yeah, all kinds. Of, the Alice Cooper video
1: with yeah. the, the puppet- Yep. Um, all kinds of... Dude, he's been... But anyway, super sweetheart of a guy. But so that was technically on paper... Uh, actually, not, not on paper. Sorry, back up. That wasn't on paper uh, that I did that. My technically first one was I did an independent film called uh, The Hurricane Festival, where I was one of the leads uh, with Hurricane my... Hurricane Festival. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: The Hurricane Festival.
1: Dude, it's... It's a... it's May. It's The Hurricane oh, Festival. Boy. It's... The, the synopsis is it's... it's uh, It's like a Midnight Cowboy meets Of Mice and Men road trip movie. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's crazy. I do a little little butt nudity, also. I'm really? No big deal. My, my first thing going, no, yeah, do it, this is great.
0: Were you already muscular and working out no, when you no, were no, no, no,
1: no, 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 really? no, uh, yeah, uh, um, because I was just starting. I just moved to LA, and that's how I got my SAG card, uh-huh. uh, which was amazing. But I, I remember me, the, the first meeting we had, like the table read, and people, like, my background was all theater uh, and doing improv comedy, and people were like, oh, hi, you know, nice to meet you, Derek, because I was one of the three leads. And they're like, um, so I'm the, you know, I'm so-and-so, so-and-so. I'm the DP on the film. I have no idea what that means. I don't... Everyone just kept throwing initials at me. Like, oh, I'm the... I'm the
0: AD. I'm the DP. I'm your first AD.
1: Yeah. Later on, oh, it's just director. Oh, director of photography. Okay. Yeah. But it was just... I I remember at one point also, because, like, my my old mentality was like, everybody's my friend. Life is fantastic. And we're at the table read. And uh, one of the actors stops uh, uh, the table read and goes, Hey, um, being that we're on this, uh, it's a road trip movie and we're, uh, when we're on the road, I would prefer to, don't get me a room at the hotels, uh, cause we traveled in this, uh, this, like, hollowed out a like, kind of hippie van it was yeah. part of the film. It's yeah. that the characters drove in. And he goes, um, I would like to, sorry, it was a bus, not a hippie van, but a bus, like a school bus. And he goes, so, don't buy me a hotel room. I'm going to sleep on the bus because that's what my character would do. Ugh. And people were really quiet going, oh, okay, okay that, that's understandable. And me thinking, everyone, this is, a- oh, he's doing a bit. I stand up and go, excuse me. Like I said, I'm brand new. I don't even know what the oh, fucking DP no. is. I'm like, hey, guy, hey, real quick also. Um, <laughs> when we're on the road, uh, I want to, oh, much squarely that's why I'm in a different voice. Uh, when we're on the road. Uh, if it's cool with you guys, um, I'm going to go ahead and sleep in a hotel room uh, and get a really good night's sleep, and the next morning, I'm going to pretend and act like I slept on the bus. that's cool with everybody, and everyone like started laughing, going, ah, and I'm like, ha, ha, ha. I look over to the guy who's the lead, and I think he's gonna like, high five, like, oh, it's fun, and he's just brooding, just staring at me. Oh my god! And I'm like, ha, ha. oh, oh, I didn't mean to be disrespectful. Oh, he I was thought being, I'm being funny. serious. Okay, I'm gonna be quiet and do my job. So, I just want to let people know who are listening, I'm secretly an asshole.
0: Yeah, you're a fucking dick. Yeah, I'm like
1: a uh, um, Peter Sellers and uh, Pink Panther, an accidental asshole.
0: So, how'd you get involved? He's not an asshole in that. I, I am. How'd you get involved then, going from that to... Because when I met you, you were already like fucking working out mm-hmm. and grappling and doing all that stuff and mm-hmm. ripped, but... How did that come about? Like, what made you start? Because um, you do a lot of stunt-related work, too, in movies. Yeah,
1: I used to, actually. I, I do physical stuff now. I actually haven't done stunts on paper. I'll do sacred stuff every now and then for about eight years, though I still have like the, the skill set to do it. Yeah. It got to the point career-wise, because I've always... I moved to LA to do acting and comedy, yep. and I kind of, no pun intended, fell into stunts because uh, I have a, a physical side. But it got to the point where I made a name doing both, and then it would be like, wait, so you're a stunt guy trying to act?
0: Yeah. And I'm like,
1: No no, I'm professionally trained. I've been doing this for a long time. And, I, and that's what's weird, because some of our you know, the offshoes of our friend are going, Oh, you're a stunt guy and you do monster and you wear a mask. I go, No, I'm actually yeah. professionally trained. do this yeah. is what I do.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but no, I, I grew up in Bakersfield because a lot of people expect me or assume that I was like, Oh, you're like the jock of the school or you know, you're the leader of the football team. I go, No. I was that kid who played Dungeons & Dragons, read cow books, loved horror and sci-fi. Yeah. And, and at the time, I had alopecia. Oh, I still have alopecia now, but my hair would fall out at the time. Jesus Christ. Wait, does it... You're not born with it? It just starts happening at some point? Yeah, with alopecia... Uh, for those of you who don't know what alopecia is, it's a um, it's a, 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 a disorder where your body sees your hair as a, as a foreign entity and then rejects it. No so shit. your hair would fall out. And it's when Mom A and Dad B, who have the, the, the dormant genes, hook up... That it happens, uh, but it's uh, it's initially sparked by um, by stress. And uh, when I was younger, I was going through a stressful situation, and what started off was it's called alopecia areata, and it would fall out in little chunks, like little like um, coin size holes in my hair. and I would do comb overs, and and I was the you know the different kid at school, yeah. And because you're it's going into, the end of grade school, going to junior high trying to find acceptance and figure out who you are. And Ugh. so I had this giant emotional roller coaster where my hair would fall out, they yep. would grow back in, then would fall back out, and then I'm like, oh, I'm a monster, I'm different, this sucks. But the positive spin of it, I, what I thought was my biggest um, uh, weakness turned out, when I moved to L.A., to be my biggest strength. Yeah, It's going, oh, I look different, like, this is great. Like, yeah. I, I can also play so many different characters, even with prosthetics and whatnot. Like, there's, the, the sky's the limit. Yeah. But it wasn't until I moved to L.A., because like in high school, I could do maybe a pull-up, and I had like man boobies and whatever. Um, but when I moved to L.A., I took that, um, which I believe you have as well, the uh, the the Sam Christensen Studios. I uh-huh. went to a class where it's all about self-marketing, and Sam's basically, a, 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 he t- mixes the teachings of Carl Jung and Joseph Campbell, the uh, godfather of mythology, and I found out by taking this class and found out the the archetype of the character that I played in TV and film, I went, kind of like the, the big bad guy or the gentle giant. I went, wait a second, if I worked out, I could be the big bad guy in all these different movies and whatnot. Yeah. And so, I had a minor background in like, like, like a family-style martial art, like Taekwondo and yeah. karate back when I was in school. And so, I went, I did everything I could to learn to eat right, to train. I took every martial art style. I took so many different styles. Because this is what I really wanted to do. Right. And then it started kinda paying off doing both with the action and stunts together and just so lucky, man. Like I always say, like, if if everything were to career wise were to end today, man, thank you so much. It's been an amazing run. I I get to travel around the world yeah. and And
0: you're still healthy.
1: Yeah. L- l- luckily, thank goodness. But I'm also like, it's kinda weird also on on a I'll vent about it for a second. I'm kinda going to like a weird, like guilt thing in a sense where so many of our talented friends and different mediums and whatnot yeah. who I like, go, why am I working? And these guys who are freaking brilliant aren't. Yeah. Like, I don't understand that. I am happy with our, our channel one one group and, yeah, you know, the, uh, the improv and the comedy stuff and seeing so many people just influence society and like rocking it and, and making people happy yeah. with their
0: talents. Yeah. For I, those listening, Derek and I were involved in the very beginning of, uh, Channel 101, which is still a functioning uh, monthly show and website uh, revolving around short short films that are treated as like TV pilots, like five-minute TV pilots, and people make these pilots, and then they go to a screening, and the audience votes on their favorite five pilots, and if you are in the top five, you get to make another episode. And that started in, like, 2003 uh, with our friends Rob Schraub and Dan Harmon, who have now gone on to do Community and Harmontown, and and Rob's directing the new Lego movie. Um, But, yeah, that that spawned a lot of work for a lot of people. I mean, most notably The Lonely Island and Andy Samberg and Yorma and Akiva. Yeah, it makes me so happy seeing those guys do so
1: well and remembering the days when they were struggling and and then hollywood's trying to separate the three of them and yeah. then going like no 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 we're going to share like a single writer's paycheck rather than breaking up yeah. and have like a studio apartment eating top ramen trying to survive yeah and now they're hosting every award show they can do whatever they want i'm so happy i don't want anything from those guys but seeing that they've stayed the same they've kept the same humility and now like it, it blows my mind like i'll go to like a do like a like an improv show like at a high school or somewhere and you're hearing like the high school kids sing their music yeah. or make references it's very surreal
0: it's but also, also magical it's also amazing you know Andy's the main performer of the group you know on screen performer you know Yorma and Akiva were, were writing uh, at SNL mm-hmm. um, and they you know they write together and yorma and Akiva went on to direct separately you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, uh MacGruber, mm-hmm. um or hot rod neighborhood watch. neighborhood watch and they've been directing things separately and then when they just did pop star oh so good and they directed together mm-hmm. and I remember yorma telling me it was really weird because they had to go before like the, the director's guild board to ask if they could direct Popstar together, because usually it's the opposite way. There's like a, a team, a directing team, you know, mm-hmm. like the Wachowskis or the Cohen brothers or um, the Fairley brothers. And then um, they'll want to direct a movie together and they have to go in front of a board and say, I want to direct on my own. Now we need to split and they have to get permission to do that and the, I remember it was a problem like the board was like well you what, you guys are already established as separate directors mm-hmm. you direct your own movies you want to now <clears throat> share a fee and share the responsibilities of directing something together and they're like yeah we want to direct it together and it was like a huge they had to go through a lot of red tape to direct a uh, pop star together that's wild man it paid off the movie's really fucking funny
1: I can't like my girlfriend is so hooked on the soundtrack like she will not stop listening to it. You always find like
0: some new comedic gym their albums are all amazing Ugh. um Derek is in the movie you're the li- you're a limo driver <laughs> guy that made it i've, I've made you've it. worked with him before you're in mcgruber um yeah, yeah. you're val Kilmer's henchman that he fucking yeah. spoiler alert shoots in the fucking head but um you're you're in one of the funnier scenes of the movie where you're in this, this fucking limo and they're talking and there's like a girl. If you haven't seen pop, pop star yet, I'm going to give a, it's not a spoiler because it's not important in the movie, but it's just a really funny bit that happens where, you know, he's like, Sandberg is just this really famous pop star, like a Justin Bieber or a or a, a Timberlake. Timberlake and they're in the back of a fucking limo together. And... Uh, there's just girls all around the car. They're stuck in there because... And you turn around you're like, look, the fans have broken through the barrier. We have to lock the doors and sit in the car. And they're fucking sitting there. And Akiva and and uh, Andy are like, have been estranged and they're trying... You know, yorm is trying to get them back together. And Akiva's just like, what the fuck is that? And there's like a girl with her huge tits pressed against the glass. And Andy's like, oh, that's just... Uh, beautiful titties like this happens all the time they want me to sign them and then it and it's now happening behind andy he doesn't see it anymore and then some dude like pulls out his dick and there's a fucking dick pressed (laughs) against the window and andy's still talking about all these groupies and like akiva's just staring at this dick like and then Andy turns around. And he's like, "Holy shit, that's a dick!"
1: Since he's only committed, he had it, the windows rolled down. The dick sticks through. And he, oh, actually, he, he actually signs has a the dish. dick, and like,
0: but the dick is pressed against the window, and they roll the window down. So it's that it's sliding against the skin, and it's like skipping. Oh, it's so fucking funny. Oh,
1: those talented mofos, funny
0: dudes. They've man. got that dick, dick humor down. To science, <laughs> uh, I love this guy so much. Um, uh, um, wait, what were we? Oh yeah, no. you started. Uh, wait, were we talking about alopecia?
1: Yeah, we're talking about alopecia, and then putting the weight on the size for oh, working yeah, yeah. out for TPN films and things have just been rocking and rolling, man. Like like I said, if it ends right now, it's been amazing.
0: Also, by the way, I've always known you as having alopecia and no hair, mm-hmm. and then like. A couple of years ago, you started growing hair again. Oh, dude, I to, just
1: for my, like, like a goatee, it was the weirdest thing. All my friends, my friend were going, oh, you wear like a pro- prosthetic, or I, like, no, it's yeah, just- Yeah, why would
0: you wear a prosthetic goatee? <laughs> yeah, but that's so stupid.
1: <laughs> I don't know why, it just started growing in just that area, and so, like, I felt like a man. The worst part is being, like, you know, in your 40s, going to your buddies, you know, who are grown men, going, hey, man, um, do you, do you trim this, or do you shave? Like, what do you- <laughs> i like, hey, what are the rules with yeah. the goatee? I look like you're going through puberty at 40. I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I, can my body is changing,
0: <laughs> Steve. My face is changing. I'm getting hair in weird places now. Well, oh. you mean pub? No, on my face, on my head. And then you get, I, I get like different um, dilemmas where, like the, uh, like the uh, the
1: resistance show that I do to go do the, the comedy, and I'm like. Wait a second. Is this too... If I play a lady in the show, like, is this goatee going to throw off the illusion that I'm a lady? Maybe I should actually just shave this. Like, I don't... So, random I'll have it. Are you
0: shaving now, or did it...
1: No, I shave. I, I have to shave the goatee. Uh, so, it's the goatee. still coming in. Yeah, but I don't grow any hair. Like, Anywhere probably, else? No, like, not on the top of my head. I'll get a little, like, random hair, like, here and there. Yeah. The worst is, like, it'll be somewhere where I can't reach, and I'll, I won't see it. Like my girlfriend was like, hey, do you wanna cut that foot long single black hair that's <laughs> out of the on... back of your shoulder? Yeah, absolutely. You can't reach it and it's it's the worst. The worst is asking your partner going, Could you
0: could you and you're like what that? hair? And then she pulls it over yeah. your shoulder in front of you and you're like, <laughs> Holy shit, it's a fucking tail. You just put some gel on it and it's gonna flap it over,
1: over your chest.
0: That was so weird to see though. I, I hadn't seen you in a while and then I'm like uh You yeah. have a goatee. So many people are going, uh,
1: either that or they thought i have been like a liar the entire time. You look
0: even more menacing though with it. You look like, like an evil genius. I look, I look older and I look meaner. I'm like, oh, this is
1: pretty cool. I like this a lot. It's
0: also it's color. It's not like gray or anything, which is cool.
1: Yeah, a lot of times it either comes in it comes in random colors. Like it'll either do like a like a my natural hair would be like a strawberry blonde, <laughs> yeah. which nobody wants like a strawberry blonde go to. It
0: doesn't work out. right. It right. Weird.
1: Uh, or it will sometimes grow in black, like a black That's darker. That's how I
0: saw it. Yeah. It's just weird. Yeah, mine's know. gone just full gray in the front, which is I don't mind gray. I think gray hair is cool. I even love girls with gray hair i think it looks oh, absolutely fucking great absolutely uh I, one of the most fucking beautiful people is weird al's wife suzanne yankovic total gray hair she's fucking one of the most beautiful people i've ever seen she's fucking the best and i'm like why don't pe- more people do this shit man yeah. why don't people just leave it alone it looks it. cool um so i'm not opposed to having gray hair but i've noticed a thing on camera um uh it doesn't look gray on camera it hmm. looks like a bald patch like really? especially from a distance if i'm because the rest of my beard is like fairly dark red it's mm-hmm. so, like when you first see it like the, the, the splotches look like there's no hair at all oh wow so there's been times when i've i've dyed it up a little bit when yeah. i did guardians of the galaxy i there were, you know, I kind of dirtied it up. And now, is that your full beard in Guardians? Like, I, I saw the pictures you posted
1: online for the uh, Comic-Con. The
0: photos I posted at Comic-Con is a fake beard. Okay. But they recreated my real beard. When when James first told me he wanted me to do this part in Guardians, um, he, I was like, yeah, dude, are you kidding? I I'd be honored. I, I love the first one so much. And... uh So I said, yeah, of course. Uh, Consider me in. And then, like, not long afterwards, he was like, stop shaving. And this was, like, (laughs) November, Uh October or November, and we weren't shooting until, like, March.
1: Holy cow. Yeah,
0: so it was, like, six months of me, like, half a year of not shaving, just not touching it. it And it was driving me fucking crazy. Oh, no. I hated it. I like having whatever I have now. This length. This. I like a scruff. Hmm. I don't like a huge beard because on me it's really thin, especially in the sides. So like you can still see skin through it in certain <laughs> points. Uh-huh. So I was just like, I hate this. I don't like going into a fucking coffee shop and people staring at me like I'm going to rob them. Like I look horrifying. And so I didn't like it. And then we shaved my head for the movie too. So I have a shaved head and a huge beard. And it was kind of bumming me out. Not yet. I mean, it wasn't bumming me out, but I was like, I can't wait to shave. (laughs) And so I shaved it after we finished shooting. And then um, we did a thing at Comic-Con for the Marvel panel. James was like, I think it would be really funny if we go to do the Marvel Guardians panel at Comic-Con in Hall H, which is 6,500 seats. Yeah. You know, we're going to have Chris Pratt and um, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista. Um, Kurt Russell, they're all going to be there for the panel. He's like, I thought it'd be funny if all the Ravagers came in in character and totally disrupted the panel and were making fun of everybody. And uh, so we were wrapping up shooting, and they were like, Ed, would you want to hold on to your beard for another two months? (laughs) I go, for no money you want me to keep this beard? I go, no. I'm like... I'm like missing out on parts because I was going to auditions, even when I was doing Guardians, I would go to auditions and they would say, uh, that was great, Uh, would you be willing to shave? And I'd say, I can't shave until like June. Wow. And they'd be like, all right. And so I wouldn't get parts. And so once Guardians was over, I was like, I have to shave, I have to get work. And they're like, all right, we'll figure it out. And so when it came time to do the panel, they're like, yeah, we talked to makeup, they can recreate the beard. So I had to sit for like an hour and a half while I mm. glued this beard to my face, which looked great. It actually looked even better than my real beard because <laughs> it was more full. But I found when we were shooting, I never felt secure. Like, I always felt like it was about to fall off. Even though it was on good, <laughs> I, f- I could feel that it wasn't real on my mm-hmm. face, and I felt like it was just going to slip off. Yeah. So... Um,
1: was the, at, was the fake beard comfortable to wear?
0: Yeah, it was comfortable, but it just felt foreign and weird. And so I, I remember saying, I go, if if I did another one of these movies, um, I, I would grow my beard out again. I'd do the beard thing again. Gotcha. I couldn't do an, another month. I couldn't do that for a month going in and having this fake beard on. It would be too distracting.
1: That's one thing that, that, that's my nemesis. Like I've worn so many different prosthetics in different films and, and whatnot and like being encased in some of this sometimes torturous uh, uh, rubber. Yeah. But as soon as you put like like a, a theatrical like like a mustache beard gum mustache on me, I'm like, "No, no. I, it just it, it feels really weird." Yeah. Drives me crazy.
0: Anyone listening, I highly suggest going to your local, you know, like Halloween store or whatever, and you can get, like, a fake mustache and what's called spirit gum, which you paint on this little glue, and you kind of tap it with your finger till it gets sticky. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're getting goosebumps. And then you put this mustache on, and it never feels comfortable to me. No. Trying to eat with it, and it's always stabby and, like, oh, no. And there's always a place where you didn't get the glue, and you yep. can feel it peeling off a little bit. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, if you can, I highly recommend just growing an actual. <laughs> Ladies. Ladies, grow those beards out. <laughs> Plenty of work for bearded women. That's one thing I'm noticing with friends that also, like,
1: people are trying to fit in and, and Hollywood and try to get roles and whatnot. And I'm always like, man, like, whatever makes you look different, even life in general, not even in Hollywood, like, step on that gas pedal. Like, why do you want to look like everybody else? Yeah. Why, like, whatever makes you unique. Embrace Don't that. change it. Yeah. I don't
0: I was... didn't start getting you know, I when I first started acting, you know, I was taking classes at the Groundlings. I was doing a lot of sketch and improv. And back then and that might have even been when I knew you, I might have still been doing it. I was bleaching my hair blonde. Yeah. yeah. Like that? I had spiky just <laughs> bleach because I was at Groundlings one day and I was like, I want to like dye my hair blue. You know, I wasn't working a lot at that point. I was like, I just want to see what it looks like. And so I had a friend who was in classes at the Groundlings, and she had, like, a background in, like, doing hair and stuff. She's like, like, I can help you do it. So I went to her her place, and she, like, you had to, like, strip the color out to put in the new colors. So I had red, you know, like, pretty bright red hair. And so she's like, we're going to bleach it get the color out and so she bleached my hair like with peroxide and it was just like yellowish white we had the coloring and then I looked in the mirror I was like nope this is it <laughs> I go this is the color I'm keeping this bleached this looks like fuck I look like a crazy man <laughs> and I had that for like seven or eight years No, kidding. I think when I met you I still had it no you did for sure I remember that and I didn't get a lot of work it wasn't until I let it grow out mm-hmm. back to its normal color and I started wearing glasses again, oddly enough, that I was getting fucking work. Such a crazy so thing. So I'm like, I work more when I wear my glasses and just have my shitty hair and my shitty facial hair. Well, you've got a type now, Steve, and you need to live up to I it. am a type, and I have to stay that type or I'm going to lose jobs to people who look more like me than me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Um, also,
1: I, I, you know what? I didn't even congratulate you. Like, I, I, uh, A, thank you for for inviting me to this in general, but like, I started listening to some of your older episodes, and, like, you are fantastic at this. Like, I, I want to see you – do you have any, like – Thank you, Darren. <laughs> do you have any, like, uh, hopes or dreams to, like, host anything live, like, to do, like, like talk show stuff? Like, you're no, really good.
0: I would never want to do a talk show. You know, I worked for – it's funny because – Especially now, after working on one, you know, I worked on the Jimmy Kimmel show for years mm-hmm. um and after watching that, you know being there daily for rehearsals and like shooting and in the writer's room i i I am shocked that anyone wants to do that for a living uh hats off to jimmy half hats off to Seth Myers, Letterman, all those people who have done talk shows like I think it takes a special person because I could never... That is a job that never ends. Like, you know, we would do the Sarah Silverman program. We would shoot for, like, two months. Mm -hmm. Two, two and a half months. And then we'd we'd have a break for, like, six months. You know, when you write on a a sitcom, you, you write for the season, then you have the summer off or whatever. A talk show, a late night talk show, it is... Every fucking day, year round. You get a week or two off at like Christmas or whatever, but it's other than that, it's like Monday through Friday, you are waking up, going to the office, going through the news, looking for wow. stuff to write. It is the same shit every day.
1: It's got to be is, is it difficult having that
0: like a treadmill in a
1: sense? Like at the uh, knowing that because any type of TV or film project, there's always going to, there's something's going to go wrong and you mm-hmm. and part of it is you have to adapt and try to fix it as you're doing it yeah. but with uh, the talk shows you have that deadline going we're going to live at this time no matter what happens <laughs> we have to get this done so it's kind of like a treadmill
0: there's yeah and there's always shit that goes wrong i remember there was uh one day we were going to shoot i don't know if we actually sh- oh we did i think i actually think we did shoot the episode jimmy had a headache And he took like six, somewhere between like six and 10 Advil. Uh He took a lot of Advil Mm -hmm. and had an allergic reaction because he took too much. And his face started getting really puffy while we were shooting. I think it was while we were shooting. Yeah. And so as soon as the show was over, he went to the emergency room. And I think you can find the photo. Like You can probably Google it, Jimmy, allergic reaction, Advil or whatever. But it was crazy. Like... He swelled up so big, and it's just like, and he still did the show. And That's it got insane. way worse after the taping. Like, it got even worse. Did, like he come after, on it? did he comment about it during the show? Yeah, I think he did. I, I have such, I mean, we did so many shows, I have such a, a foggy memory of all of them. That's wild. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've, and I, all these talk show hosts are always like, you know, we're still doing it no matter what, and I'm always like... I have a sore throat today. I'm not coming in. <laughs> but these guys are always like, I have a fever. I'm still doing the show. and Or I have food poisoning. I, I just couldn't. It, I would never. I think maybe when I was a kid, I wanted to be Letterman. But mm-hmm. as I got older, I was like, that's a huge responsibility. And it's, it's a lot of fucking work for. I mean, that's the end result. Is like people who want to be a talk show host, you get the talk show I don't know what you work up to after that. Like, that's what a, are you working to?
1: That's a good point. You want to get an Emmy?
0: It. Sure. Or you want to host the Oscars? Maybe. But, like, you've got the ultimate job now. You're a talk show host. What do you What do you work for? Do you just work until retirement?
1: Yeah, what's the next level do you want to... Because you always, as, a, as an artist, you're always trying to outdo yourself. Like, how do you... Yeah. Well, that's wild. As, as, well, that's a good question. As an artist yourself, like, what do you... What would be a dream... Uh, job
0: or role that you would like to do? I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy was... That was a fucking dream come true. That was so fucking fun, getting to put on space person clothes and be a fucking bad guy and, like have a weird costume that's and so... that was a fucking dream come true. I mean, you know, you've done all these big moves. You were Jason in Friday the 13th. <laughs> I'm lucky. Do you know for, uh, uh, for Guardians, are you,
1: it might be early on, but are you getting an action figure by chance?
0: I've heard that I have an action figure. Get
1: out of town, dude, that's the coolest.
0: Um, I don't know how, how much truth there is to that, but I heard through a grapevine. That's the... I don't know if that's true though. So don't quote me, but I've heard.
1: That's what I did. A, a, um, back when Walking Dead, the first episode is about to uh, be released, AMC did this whole thing about um, the series of interviews leading up to the uh, uh, the actual launch of the first episode, mm-hmm. where they took a bunch of ho- people who were involved in horror, and they were like the movers and shakers, like the uh, the people who are hip in the uh, the horror industry, and they were um, asking the different professional questions. And the majority of them were directors, mm-hmm. and there were like three of us who are actors. And it was very uh, inside the actor's studio when they're like, yeah. Derek, when a script comes
0: across your desk, what, what do, you do you look for to say yes? Absolutely.
1: Yes. Like, what do you look for in a character? Like, what do you? What what intrigues you? What what sparks your interest? And I go, well, and I go like like mostly like, I I enjoy humanity, I enjoy people. So like, I got like a, a strong character arc or something that personally moves me. But but ultimately, is if there's a chance for an action figure, I'm on board. And they're like, <laughs> wait, what? Cause at first they're going, oh yeah, yeah, then that makes it. Wait, no, no, what? An, an action figure? No, I'm a giant child. Because that would, that would be like you've made it if I'm you get an action baby. figure. And yeah. like, oh okay, all right, deal. We know who we're dealing with.
0: Well, I hope it's true. I would like to see that. I would, uh, dude. That would be amazing. Because the character I play, Jeff, is fucking hilarious. Also, it was really fun. I didn't know your character's name was Jeff. And the His name look, is Jeff. Is everyone else like something different, like like Blade or rak the Guitar? Yes. All the fucking Ravagers have names like Craglin or Yondu or like Tulk. And then my name is Jeff. (laughs) And that started, you know, when we all got hired, we all had just generalized names. Like I was dumb Ravager. Mm -hmm. I have my director's seat, not my director's seat, but my cat. You know, they have the director's chair and you have a backing that says Guardians of the Galaxy on it. Yeah, yeah but it'll also have your name on it or your character name and I have a chair backing that says dumb ravager <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah and so yeah like there's like there was like dumb ravager there was like innocent ravager there was like bulky ravager but we all got names and part of it came about was Chris Sullivan who's Phenomenal actor. You may know him as Cleary from The Nick. He's the ambulance driver from The Nick. Um, he's in Stranger Things. He's the guy in the diner. I'm going to give away a spoiler alert, so cover yours for ten seconds. He's the guy in the diner when the little girl Eleven comes in and he finds her, and then he gets shot in the head. I I worked with him. You did. He, he's a sweetheart. He's a great guy. He's done my podcast. Get out of town, Chris Sullivan. He plays Taser Face.
1: Yeah, oh my God, that's oh, Chris is so. We'd worked on that uh, um, uh, Affleck's uh, Live by Night
0: together. Okay, yeah. So oh, that's so cool. He's the greatest guy. He plays Taserface, who is an actual character from the comic books. Um, but we started we, we, I, was just, I tweeted about the Nick because it's one of my favorite TV shows in the past couple of years. And uh, so we became Twitter friends, and then he came out here to do a pilot. Around about the same time we found out that we were both gonna do Guardians. And it was a big secret. He did when he did my podcast, we knew we were both in Guardians together, but we couldn't say it. Oh my god, that's funny. Um but we would have a running joke where he's taser face, He's taser face, and he would and he was like, It would be funny if you just had a normal because I'm kind of like always with him in the movie and mm-hmm. he He's like, it'd be funny if you had a regular name. And I I was just, would always be like, God damn it, Jeff. God damn it, Jeff. <laughs> and so we would always, everywhere we would go, he'd just be like, you know, when we went to do the camera test, we were fucking around in front of James and he'd be like, God damn it, Jeff. And James thought that was funny. I think so James like named my character Jeff because of that.
1: That is amazing. And we
0: did it in the movie. There's like... where is it Kevin or is it Jeff.
1: Jeff. Okay.
0: So there's like scenes where, you know, and I am a dumb ravager. Like it's not, you know, there's a reason like it was dumb. All my lines are, I'm like a stupid idiot. And so there was a lot of uh, opportunities for Taserface to be like,
1: God damn it, Jeff. Oh my God. That's, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. I want you to make a, uh, (laughs) and sell a t-shirt with the back of that chair. Like just get it printed up that way and just have a shirt that
0: just says dumb ravager. Well, when we did it at the Marvel panel at Comic-Con, he was saying, God damn it, Jeff. And and sure enough, the day after the panel, I was getting tweets of people just going, God damn it, Jeff.
1: That's amazing, man. That's one thing that blows my mind, like on on the fan side of things. Like, of course, you know, I'm assuming the same. You you get some like weird messages, whatever. But the majority of the messages are just so positive and nice. Like people are just super cool. Thank
0: God. Yeah, right? Oh, don't get wrong. They're, they're... It would be crushing if fans just didn't say anything positive and it was just haters. Like, oh, fuck you. Jesus Christ. Yes. I would have to not have social, social networking sites. Yeah it,
1: blow, yeah, it would blow my mind. That would be... I, I just feel bad, like, some of our celebrity friends that are, that are ladies and some of the bullshit they have to deal with, some dipshits, it's like, you would never say any of that negative, disrespectful crap in a room with someone's face yeah you would never say that because you'd get fucking slapped or punched yeah we would just uh,
0: sorry i went on another tangent (sighs) all right we're at 80 minutes dude holy cow edit an hour and 20 minutes no no this 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 is all good right dustin this is great shit um anything you want to plug you want to plug the resistance yeah your weekly is it weekly
1: (laughs) yeah weekly show uh yeah we do uh uh the show called The Resistance, which is uh, an action-adventure long-form improv show. Saying improv doesn't give it justice, honestly. It's it's more of experimental theater because there's so many other factors involved. And like, we'll do... We improvise uh, different genre shows, like it could be sci-fi, horror, or Western, uh, kids' adventure, yeah. you know, whatever we want to make up. There's still a lot of action involved. and Absolutely. We go into the crowd, and like, there's no set format. Um, we'll do full improvised fights. We have a keyboardist who scores it live, a sound effects guy who does the sound effects and mm-hmm. lighting and all kinds of stuff. And um, I've had a bunch of stunt pads kind of made like custom Lego blocks. That we use in the show and we'll build scenes out of them and Whoa. it's so crazy and out of control but but it everything narratively makes sense and it's going through the roof but we do it um friday nights at 10 p.m at improv olympic on high and uh sorry uh hollywood yeah hollywood now, near coinga yeah yeah and it's yeah. it's just going through the roof right now awesome. it's awesome so much fun but um yes and that we can see us on resistance comedy on twitter or resistancecomedy.com and the same thing on facebook and you're
0: also Derek Mears on Twitter. Yeah, which my own own. You. Do you have an Instagram? No, I don't. I tried to post a photo. Fo- I did post a photo of you on Instagram from where we were hanging out the other day, and I was like, he's not on Instagram. I couldn't <laughs> tag you. I was like, holy shit, this motherfucker's not on Instagram. Yeah,
1: it's, it's too much for me right now, where I'm right. like, I have Facebook and Twitter, and I'm like, I just... There you go. I, also, I don't want... I don't. There's certain things I don't share. I'm pretty open about a lot of things, because I always feel like like my purpose is also is to open that curtain between Hollywood and and, and fans, because I always say I'm a fan representing the fans, mm. because I, it's some of the stuff when people try to separate, going like, oh, no, no this isn't for you. No, it's for everybody. Anybody yeah. can do whatever they want. Yeah, sure. And so I like to, to interact and like try to get back to people when I can. Oh, look at you. Unless they're absolute batshit crazy. Then I'm like, oh, you want a <laughs> sample of my skin cells? No, that's cool, man. You like, want yeah. a scraping of my epidermis?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, those are the places. Uh, I have the, It sounds gross. I have the same the, the fan page on on. Uh, Facebook, because I made a mistake early on with Facebook where I started an account and I accepted everybody, friends and people I don't know, uh, but then I didn't know it
0: maxed out at a certain number. 5,000. I'm I'm at that point right now where I'm trying to figure out what to do about that. Because I have a fan page, mm -hmm. but it's only got like 1,000 followers, and then my regular personal page is where everyone friends me.
1: Nobody wants to switch over. I I opened up a fan page going, hey, you know what? This maxes out here. And I go, if we could switch everybody over to here. I, I still post the exact same things. I interact the same way.
0: And no, so they're like, nope, fuck you. I'm nope. a friend. Yeah. I'm your friend. What? I'm not someone that likes you. I'm your friend.
1: You're like, somehow I got deleted. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, probably because you wrote some racist, dumb shit. And yep. I, I saw it and went, no, I don't even want to see yeah. this ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it feels so like, douchey to go like, hey, go to the official fan page. Like it's you sound like an asshole. I yeah. hate that. I hate it so yeah. much.
0: What was your question? I don't remember. <laughs> well there you have it. That's Derek. That's my old pal Derek Mears. Um, you can follow him uh, on Twitter and Facebook, not Instagram. Uh, does the Resistance have an Instagram page? Uh, yes. There it's, you go. I believe it's Resistance Comedy, and there's fun pictures of There them. you go. So look for Derek. He updates regularly. <laughs> and uh, thank you for listening. And, Derek, thank you for doing this. kidding This has been a blast. Thanks for it having has. me. It has, yeah. I'm really happy we finally made it happen. Yeah. Uh, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. Feral Audio.